Yo, what's up? Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Killer Sports Pick Podcast. Got your host here, Killer, my main man, Ground. Jordan, what's up, Killer? Nothing much. You don't like when I do that. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we got take number two here, so it's going to be a little <laughs> bit shorter of an episode. We've been running into technical difficulties lately. <laughs> Due to the shutdown, my uh, I had to scale back on my Wi-Fi. <laughs> we had to let some of the IT guys go. Yeah. So let's hop right into it, into the podcast. We're going to give a quick shout out to the sponsors. New England Fleece, go over to northeastfleece.com. Uh, Let them know that Killer and Ground Jordan sent you and they take care of you. Also, check out Gray Gear, Play Forever, What's Your Play Forever. Additionally, follow us on Twitter, at Pick. And since we've partnered with FanDuel, you can go through our website, killasportpicks.com, and you can register for FanDuel, make deposits, and uh, just set your regular lineups, and it helps support the podcast. Awesome. In addition to that, you can go over to Thrive Fantasy, sign up, and let them know that the Killer Sports Pick podcast sent you, and they cook you up with a nice bonus, so... And we want to give a quick congratulations to the Clemson Tigers. Uh, great job, national championship. You did great. We called it here on the Killer Sports Big Podcast, and it happened. You were spot on with that. Hopefully they're spot listening. On. I'm sure they're all listening. They were all listening, yeah. So I had a couple of guys, like, question me about it, but, uh, you know, they won. So last week we went 3-1. and one. The only game we lost was the Baltimore game, and, you know, it was a good game, and it came down to the last drive, and Jackson fumbled the ball, but uh, hats off to him. He, he had a great season, and, you know, we look to see him do better in the future. Yeah, he uh, the first half was looked atrocious. I think he was two for nine in the first half. Midway through the third quarter, he had only completed – three passes <laughs> came on in the end but it was too little too late um if they if they could control the ball a little better and get some some easier first downs in the first half i think the game would have been a little closer i agree with you and again he he's young and a veteran quarterback would have gotten rid of that ball a lot sooner to you know preserve the the time and downs and you know he, he's he's learning and they didn't expect to go that far, and they went that far. So, uh, <coughs> hats off to them. And Philly, the Eagle- uh, <laughs> they're living on a prayer right now. We're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how much celebrating you do when you win because somebody missed a field goal, but they're still dancing. Yeah, they're dancing. They're living on a prayer. Um, Indy looks sharp. Um, they really shut the Texans down. Texans couldn't do a whole lot. And Luck had plenty of time to be accurate with the football. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, yeah, that offensive line looks really good. Um, you know, Clowney was in and out with injuries. Watt could not really get to him. Um, Watt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, he couldn't. So. You know, we'll see, we'll see how KC does against the Indy O-line. 
um, where they got Houston and Ford, you know, two other good guys. So we'll see what happens there. And the other game, Z, it was uh, Dallas and Seattle. If you took Seattle plus two and a half, you're happy. Um, I know it changed to two and a half right before the game. I think when we did the podcast, it was still at two. So that would just be a push. Um, but, you know, Dallas had a strong home field this season and it, it helped them, you know, last weekend. Yeah. Well, actually, when we were finishing the podcast, two and a half went up. So if you listen to us and then played, it went up to two and a half. So. Yeah, actually, you're right. By the time we were done with the podcast. So by the time anyone was listening to this, it was at two and a half. Yes. Yeah, so we're right. Again, so let's hop into this week. You have a few hours to get your picks in. Um, what do you want to start with, bro? So we'll start with Indy at KC. It's nice. uh, Indy. It's moved to Indy plus five. It was at five and a half. Um, so the Colts are probably the hottest team in football right now, ten and one in their last eleven. Um, but they're going and playing in a tough KC. Uh, stadium where there is bad weather and Indy is a dome team. They play over half their games indoors. So yes. that could factor in here. Traditionally, KC's 0-6 at home in the playoffs since Joe Montana was on the team. So <laughs> And Marcus Allen, right? <laughs> we talked about that. Right? Yeah, that's uh, a lot of people see that I'm a KC fan and they, they think I'm a, you know, jump on the bandwagon. But I've lived through all this. I've lived through this 0-6 in home playoff games, and it, it's uh, not been great. Um, but this season, you know, people say, oh, you know, last time Chiefs were up, you know, 28-0 against Andrew Luck, and they blew it. However, this is a different team. Um, you know, the biggest factor is now you got Pat Mahomes, who is only one of three quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for 50 TD passes in a wow. season. And 5,000 yards to go along with that. Um, I like that they both, and I, and again, with not being in the dome, is, is going to play a factor. But like we talked about on the other podcast, combined their own, both quarterbacks combined are close to 90 touchdown passes. That's unbelievable. I think that, I mean, that is crazy. I think it's a record for the most, uh, touchdown passes between two quarterbacks facing at this point in the playoffs. Uh, it's a pretty obscure stat, but one thing that I worry about um, for KC is how much they're penalized. They are the uh, most heavily penalized team in the NFL, and uh, it always comes in to, to play for them late in the season. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a perception thing. It's not the players because – you go back into uh, different different players, different coach, but over the years, it's just stuck around with them. Uh, you know, it's not like just this season. They, they're they always one of the most heavily penalized teams in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, that could come into, in, into play later on in the game. I can see that. And that's, again, we talked about a veteran squad versus, um, you know, a, a squad that, like they're new to the playoffs and um Casey's young and hopefully, you know, these guys don't commit stupid penalties. Like I always watch games and, you know, somebody 
jab somebody, like, you know, and then the, they always see the second guy. Those type of penalties, 15 yard personal fouls, kills drives. It, it, it keeps other teams' drives a lot alive. You just have to be smart today. I like, um, I like KC plus five. I think that this is going to be an over game, but I think that, no, actually, I think under, but I think KC is going to, uh, be in a driver's seat today. I think KC wins, um, but I will not be surprised at all if they win by two or three points. Um, this indie team is tough. All right, so moving on to uh, Dallas at your L.A. Rams. <laughs> excellent. Absolutely excellent. So <laughs> there's a few you know, interesting stats about about uh about Dallas like they they kind of favor Dallas so they're three and zero this season when they're a seven point underdog and then Goff is o three and one against the spread versus teams with a winning record this season so they they've had competition when they're playing against um against the the better half of teams however the Rams this season are the most efficient team in the NFC. And Dallas on the road this season is only three and five. They've really struggled on the road. Yes, they did. I um, when I was looking at this game, I was looking at it without my heart in mind. I I remembered with what Indy did to the uh, Cowboys, and I think that uh, McVay's gonna take a page out of that book. I think they shut down the running game, forced Dak to pass. He's gonna create turnover. Donald. It, it, they're going to be all over him. That Rams defensive line, Sue Dono, and they're going to be all over him. They're going to create turnovers. The line's minus seven. <clears throat> I have the Rams. I think over game. I'm thinking over, but I have the Rams winning by double digits. Um, I, I agree. I think the Rams win this one, and I see them covering as long as they shut down Elliott and they put the game in Dak Prescott's hands because if you listen to the show last week, you probably remember that Ram, um, the Dallas has only scored over 30 points twice this season. So if the Rams can score, you know, they stop the run and they put the game on Dak, he's not going to be able to keep up with the Rams offense. One quick note they were talking about. This is going to be like a home game for Dallas. Like for some reason the LA fans aren't showing up to the stadium. Cowboys travel deep. They have a you know big big following. Wherever you go, you see Cowboys fans. But I don't think that's going to be a factor. I think that uh, the Rams are going to come out. We have two good running backs, and uh, we just we should pound the ball first half, second half play action. Hit hit the uh, Cooks and Woods and the rest of the group guys. Randall's downfield. Sounds good. So up next, we got Chargers at New England. Other than the KC game, this is a game I'm very excited about. It's an intriguing game. So the Chargers have a ton of hype around them right now uh, because they've been 9-0 and outside of Los Angeles this season. Um, and they've won outright as underdogs the last five games that they've been put as underdogs. Um, but... I think that everybody is overhyping the Chargers. I think a lot of people want to see New England lose, and they want to see 
different people there, you know, in the Super Bowl. So I think the Chargers are overvalued, and I think New England is undervalued, especially at home, because Patriots are 8-0 at home this season, and their defense is actually statistically a lot better at home than they are on the road, where they lost, where they had all their losses. And then another thing, if you want to go back, you know, over the seasons in history, Rivers has never beaten Brady. That's true. Good point. But I, I, I like, you know, you made some good points, but... My biggest one right now, and it might not seem big, is the Chargers been on a plane the majority of the week. Like, those guys should have, from Baltimore, they should have hopped over here to uh, New England, to Foxborough, and just chilled and practiced here. But they went back, came back. I just think that that's huge to me. And the weather is going to be a huge factor. Interesting stat, the... For a West Coast team playing an East Coast team in the playoffs, the West Coast teams are two and ten when the weather's under thirty degrees. It's going to be really cold here tomorrow, and I think that plays into New England's favor. And then, secondly, whenever a team plays New England, uh, the for some reason, whatever hotel they stay in, it's always a fire alarm at like two thirty in the morning. So. I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah, the flights, I think, are a big deal. They've made three cross-country trips in, I think it's nine days, maybe ten days. And that's got to weigh heavy on the team. And then the other factor that goes into this is uh, Bill Belichick has had an extra week to prepare for the Chargers. And when the Patriots have an extra week or a bye, and they have that time to, to game uh, game plan or scheme for a team, they tend to do very well on defense, and they take away the strengths of the other team. True, that's a great point. Did you did you run or the smoke alarm was on? <laughs> so <laughs> I like New England here. New England minus four. I think New England wins by seven. There we go. I'm thinking – Maybe six. I'm thinking over game, but I think that they're going to win. I would say nine. I just think they're going to come out and they're going to play, and Brady's going to be on a roll. They're going to they're going to do something that no one has ever seen Belichick do, and and like who knows who the running back's going to be, but they're going to come out and they're going to win this game. I agree. So last we got Philly at New Orleans. Uh, Philly is getting eight on the road. Uh, last week I I preached that Foles was he had more weapons than Chicago, and it showed. Chicago's D was good, but they couldn't get to him. This week, I don't think that the defense is going to get to him, but it's you know I think the pace that the Saints have is going to be a it's going to be a fast-paced game. Eagles are going to have to slow this game down. I love that they play with, you know, three running backs. They have Sproles, they have Adams, and they play with Smallwood. Um, I love how Foles is he is hitting uh, Aguilar and Alshon and Ertz. I think Philly slows this game down and stays in reach. I'm going with the dog. Maybe not to win outright, but I think they keep this game closer than eight points. So there's some like interesting stats on both sides that kind of support either way you want to go on this. So Foles 
as an underdog is six and zero in his last six starts. Um, so a lot of people are betting on Foles in this. And then New Orleans has the second worst defense at home this year. So that also favors. Yeah, I Philly. thought that was interesting because a lot of people do talk about their defense when I read that stat. Um, but you look on the other side, and there's a ton of stats that support support New Orleans. So this season, Breeze has the uh, highest QBR at home. And uh, in the last five games that he's played in at home, they've averaged 40 points. And there's another stat um, that goes back in time as well. The Saints are 5-0 and at home in the playoffs during the Peyton Breeze era. So they haven't lost at home with both of them there. Wow. Um, I This is probably the only one where, where we differ here. Um, I think that the Saints are going to run up the score, and I don't think Philly's going to be able to keep up with them. <laughs> All right, I... I don't know. I think it could go either way, but I just think they slow this game down, and and I think that they uh, they slow this game way down. And I I don't know. I think it would be a close game, but they're gonna have to. You know, if they can't, I don't think they can get in a shootout with New Orleans. I think New Orleans wins that game. They're gonna have their defense is gonna have to step up here. Yeah, I agree, and I think they can and uh, will. They stepped up last week, and. Um, FSU though they stepped up last week and they make you know a lot of people counted them out against Chicago. I was uh, one of the guys that you know I I looked at the stats, I looked at the numbers, and I and I just to me Philly Philly across the board had uh, everything on their side stat to me that uh, projected them to win. But uh, I don't know, this should be a good game. One. Uh thing to note on uh, covers the dogs are favored against the spread across the board this week yeah it's the first uh it's the first week i've seen that you know obviously it's not gonna happen you know week one through 17 but it's the first time i've seen it yeah good yeah so you want to run through uh before we run through our lineups i want to give a quick shout out to my man T-Rez. T-Rez, we need you back, man. Next UFC event, we'll have you on. We were just talking about how uh, how you can predict these uh, UFC matches, and you're always on point. You're always there when we need you. So uh, next event, UFC event, we will make a way and have you on, T-Rez. If, uh, if we're not in the government shutdown, I don't know if we can afford, <laughs> afford to pay them if yeah. we're still in that shutdown. After our garage sale, we might have you on. <laughs> we have a garage sale to have you on. How's that? Um, so you have a Saturday lineup, and I have a Sunday lineup. Uh, both of them through FanDuel on the main slate. Here we go. Yes, we do. Uh, let me run through mine. I have so many of basketball. I said it. So. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stack the Rams a little bit, but I'm going to go with Goff against Dallas. Uh, Rams. I'm going against the Goff. I'm playing Goff. I'm going to go with Gurley. I'm not sure. I think that they're going to get up and rest him, but I, you know, they're going to do the dual running back thing. But I see Gurley having a big day today. Then I like Wilkins. I think Indy's going to be playing from behind and eventually 
Mac's gonna come out and uh, Wilkins is gonna come in. Is he playing? Is he dealing with the clear mind issues? He should be fine. Yes, he's the number three back, but they play him a lot. I like him. Then I'm gonna go with my man Tyreek. He's been keeping me in this this uh, season. I'm gonna go with Tyreek. I'm gonna go with Brandon Cooks. Then I'm gonna go with Calvin Benjamin. I think his timing's gonna be down with Mahomes today. Uh, they, he, he had a uh, the last game of the season was a couple of game a couple of plays where he was just a little off. He did a post route and he didn't think Mahomes could throw him the ball and Mahomes was on point. So I think they worked on the timing and I think they'd be on point. Then I'm gonna go with Jowin with Dallas tight ends. The Rams give up a lot of uh, yards to tight ends. Then I'm going to go with Ebron on the other uh, other side of the KC game. And then I'm going to close out with the Rams defense. Nice. Um, for the Sunday lineup at QB, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Playing at home, this is where he shows up. You know, this is where he makes his living. So I think he's the best quarterback on the board. At the uh, first running back spot, I'm going to take Kamara. Playing at home against Philly. At the second running back spot, I'm going to take Eckler from the Chargers. Now, I think he'll probably split time again. He split time last week with Melvin Gordon. He's much cheaper, and they may try to use him in the red zone, um, maybe a little trickery um, against New England. And if you, you think, too, Eckler's more a running back, out of passing running back out of the backfield. Um, I can see if the Chargers are down, they, they come in with Eckler. That's what I'm thinking too. They may yeah. use him more, especially if they're down in the second half. They and he's a better, Gordon. he's a better, uh, much better pass blocker too. I think than Gordon. I agree. At the first wide receiver spot, I'm going to take Edelman. I think he'll be the number one target from uh, Tom Brady this week. At the second wide receiver spot, I'm going to take Cordero Patterson. Great pick. I foresee some type of gadget play um, for him this week. Uh, maybe. You know, a jet sweep or some sort of screenplay, uh, and he can, he's a guy who can just break one. You know, ninety plus yards at any point. At the uh, third wide receiver spot, I'm going to take Nelson Aguilar. Tate's back. Aguilar's in the slot, and Foles loves slow, uh, throwing to the slot receiver. Last week, he uh, he you know he only had six targets. Um, but the week before, the two weeks before that, he had over eighteen points each week. So. I think they're going to be throwing a lot this game. Because I think they're going to be throwing a lot, I'm going to go with Zach Ertz in the tight end spot. Um, they're you know they're going to have to keep up with the scoring with uh, with New Orleans. And then in the flex spot, I'm going to take another tight end. I'm going to take Gronkowski from New England. Great pick. I think it's uh, I know he's had a down season, but this is where he's got to show up uh, in order for New England to win this game. And then. I'm nearly out of money. The only defense I can afford is Philly. <laughs> it's not my favorite defense on the board, that's for sure. But I don't want to. I looked at different options, you know. I don't want to take anybody else out, so I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Hopefully, they get like a pick six or like a fumble. Uh, you know, you never know, man. Turn. <laughs> you just never know. It's, it's probably so- going to be like point three percent owned. Yeah, it gonna, could end up being the difference, though, you know. And I'm going to tell everybody, my friend's the one that has that. So, but that's good, man. Uh, great lineups. Wish you luck, and uh, I'll be uh, texting you during the game. 
And to our listeners, thanks for sticking with us. Sorry for the short podcast this week, but follow us on Twitter at KillASportPick and visit our website, KillASportPicks.com. And have a good week, and we'll be back here next week. show will be a little earlier, but due to our garage sale, it slowed us up a little bit. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend, Killer. Yeah, we're out of here.